0: I'm Denise, I'm the Scottish one and she's a non-fiction editor and I'm Louise, the English one and she's a fiction editor
1: and together we're The Editing Podcast.
0: Hello and welcome to The Editing Podcast.
1: Hello, this week we're talking about quote marks, when to use them and when not to use them and like many things related to language and punctuation it can get a little bit complicated. In the case of quote marks we need to think about who we're writing for, the nearby punctuation and the extent of the quote because all of those things influence the type and the position of our quote marks and there are a few little differences in convention when it comes to fiction writing that we'll look at as well. Yeah
0: so we're going to delve into what are quote marks for? Should I use straight or curly quote marks? Should I use single or double quote marks? Where does the closing quote mark go in relation to other punctuation? And when not to use quote marks? So first of all let's look at why we use them. Well, firstly, we use them to show that we're reporting what someone else is saying or has said. And in fiction, that means character dialogue. But in nonfiction, it means quotations taken from either spoken or written words.
1: The second use is that of distancing. Now, um, this is found more in nonfiction, but not exclusively. And it's where um, the writers distancing themselves from the meaning of a word or phrase. Um, And the the quote marks indicate that the writer doesn't agree with the sentiment of of the word or phrase. So uh, I've got an example for you. In 2018, The Guardian newspaper quoted a story from The Sunday Times in which three UK politicians, Boris Johnson, Michael Gove, and Jacob Rees-Mogg, had been urged to form a dream team of Brexiters to take over from Theresa May's administration. Now, The Guardian placed dream team in quote marks, clearly distancing itself from the positive phrasing. That the sunday times had used now that's not a surprise given that the guardian has a center left reporting bias and the sunday times has a center right bias
0: yeah yeah and in that case it helps the readers to imagine that the writer is saying so called or supposed or allegedly before the word in quotes yeah so the third use of quote marks is to identify titles in published works such as book chapters journal articles and songs so, for example, if we were referring to the White Album by the Beatles, we'd italicise that. But if we were referring to a song in that album, such as Back in the USSR, we'd place that in quote marks.
1: Yeah, and we can also use quote marks to refer to a word as a word or a newly coined phrase. I know you're thinking, what? <laughs> What's she talking about? <laughs> a word as a word. Well, this comes up when we're talking about language, for example, in the education um, textbooks that... Denise works on. So an example would be um, this sentence. When writing using gender neutral language, use they rather than he or she. So the quote marks in that case would go around they, he and she. Though you could also use italic in this situation, which I think would be my preference because it's less cluttered. Um,
0: Do you agree with that? Definitely. Yeah, that's my preference. And it's usually the style of most of the major education publishers that I work with is that words as words would be in italics but it's not it's not wrong to use quote marks it's just a style choice. Mm. So the next thing we need to talk about is the difference between straight and curly quote marks. Curly quote marks are more conventionally known as smart quotes and conversely straight quotes are known as yes you've guessed it dumb quotes but most professional editors will call those straight quotes because it's
1: less likely to cause offence. I'm with you on that so smart quotes are most commonly used so um, why do we have straight ones? Well some claim it's a hangover from the days of the typewriter when they decided to use one mark to represent quote marks and prime symbols and then that led to a a world of confusion. (laughs) Yes yeah yeah
0: (laughs) and it's worth pointing out that the prime symbols can be used in non-fiction to represent feet and inches and minutes and seconds and longitude and latitude and in other mathematical and scientific contexts and they should not Be replaced with smart quotes in those
1: situations. But in fiction um, I don't think things are quite so prescriptive and actually I'd probably just write the words five foot nine rather than using the symbols anyway. If if in doubt um, check a relevant style guide for your subject. I love the Chicago Manual of Style for Fiction but if you're writing academic business or educational stuff make sure you check the guidelines in that for smart and straight quotes
0: yeah yeah and changing straight quotes to smart quotes is one of the initial cleanup jobs that an editor will do when they start working on a file so do make sure they know about any straight quotes that needs to be left alone and of course you can do it yourself in word next up is single quotes versus double quotes so let's be clear on this yes louise there is no rule there is Just, no rule there is no rule we're getting all matrix again aren't i know we? i know <laughs> no rules just conventions so for example in the UK it's more common to use single quote marks and if there's a quote within the quote then you would
1: use doubles and in American English this is reversed and it's conventional to use double quotes with nested singles unless you're reading a printed newspaper in the UK lots of UK UK newspapers still use the US style which is a good reminder that it's not about right or wrong but about style and preference There are a ton of Englishes, Canadian, Australian, New Zealand, South African, Indian, and so on. And each has their own preferences and idiosyncrasies. So focus on which English your audience will expect and punctuate your writing accordingly and consistently.
0: Yeah, so whichever style you choose, whatever it is, the main thing is to be consistent. Mm. So the next thing to think about is where the closing quote mark goes in relation to other punctuation. Now this can cause a bit of confusion so let's break it down. In British English punctuation only goes inside the closing quote mark if it's part of the
1: quote itself. Except in in dialogue in fiction so I'm thinking about dialogue that's been interrupted by an action beat in the narrative. You know what? That's a whole can of worms <laughs> of its own. I'll offer a little something in the editing bite section to, to yes, I think that's
0: a good idea. Thanks for that, Louise. Just chucking that in there. Well,
1: <laughs> it's I do like few things. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Why not? We could we could actually talk for hours about
0: that, though, couldn't we? Yeah. So in American English, the convention is to put full stops and commas inside the closing quote mark, even if they're not part of the quote. Semicolons and colons will come after the closing quote mark and question marks and exclamation marks follow the British convention. So it will depend on whether or not they're part of the quote. It's confusing, isn't it?
1: <laughs> Why don't we link to another little something in Editing Byte so that people can see some examples in action. To yeah. Me. That way we'll cover all the bases depending on what kind of material listeners are writing. Yeah,
0: it's it's fine once you get your head around it. But yeah. sometimes I think it helps to see what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. yeah, good idea. OK, so let's talk about when not to use quote marks. And I'm going to hand over to the fiction editor now, who's going to talk about thoughts.
1: Thank you, mom. So this is a little frustrating because... Um, the Chicago Manual of Style at section 13.43 says you can use quote marks to indicate thought, imagined dialogue, and other internal discourse if you want to. But, 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 I recommend you don't. For one thing, I can't remember the last time I saw this approach used in commercial fiction coming out of a mainstream publisher's stable. Mm. And, but I think the best reason for not putting thoughts in quotes is because it might confuse your reader. The beauty of quote marks or speech marks, as we refer to them sometimes in fiction, is that they indicate speech. So let them do their job.
0: Yeah, I must admit, I think I would be confused if sort of internal discourse was put in quote marks. I, it would make me, it would make me pause. And I think that's You'd think someone you was speaking, want. wouldn't you? You would, yeah. And I think that's what you're trying to avoid with your punctuation. You, you're wanting it to help the flow, not hinder it. So, oh. so yeah. So the next no-go area is scare quotes. So it can be tempting oh. to use quote marks in your writing to draw attention to a word or a phrase, but it's rarely necessary and it could even have the opposite effect to what you intend. And it works instead as a distancing tool that we talked about earlier.
1: there's a shop in Norwich that's just closed down but it used to sell cane furniture and on their signage they put the word cane in quote marks and my (laughs) husband and I used to joke about how they were like it was selling drugs or something because you know it just it's like like it was like cane you know like yeah right we're selling <laughs> cane
0: didn't you and... write a story for, for <laughs> you know about that yeah
1: i did it was called zeppelin it was a little piece of flash fiction um i wrote and entered into the Norwich crime writing festivals flash fic competition <laughs> god i hope that's not why they closed down <laughs> <laughs> oh maybe you unveiled their dodgy dealings without <laughs> realizing it <laughs> right, well moving swiftly on <laughs> If you're tempted to use scare quote marks, imagine saying the sentence out loud and making air quotes with your fingers as you speak. Would you say it like that? Does it sound sarcastic? Does it sound distancing? If the answer's no, then leave out the the quote marks.
0: And to wrap up, You don't need quote marks when your quote is being displayed. These are known as pull quotes and they'll be designed as a separate block on the page with line spaces above and below. They might be in italic or with deeper indents and in smaller text. The font might even be different.
1: Yeah, and most publishers have guidelines for how long uh, a a quote should be before being set as a a block quote or a pull quote. It's usually around the 50 word mark, although that can depend on layout
0: definitely yeah yeah great so now it's time for editing bytes and this is where we each offer you a recommended tool or resource so mine is a blog post called worry free writing how to use quote marks and as louise hinted at earlier it includes examples of most of the things we've
1: talked about so you can see how they work on the page and mine is how to punctuate dialogue in a novel um that's the thing that i gave the first clue about because i i worried that we were going to open that can of worms so there's a (laughs) blog and a video playlist that covers everything you need to make great stuff so that's all for this week thank you so much for
0: listening to the editing podcast you can rate review and subscribe to us via your podcatcher and please tell your writer editor and business friends about us basically anyone who writes you can get in touch with us via the editing podcast facebook page and drop your questions in there too and we'll get back to you
1: And as always, the links we've mentioned are in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Bye. Where does the closing quote mark go in relation to other punctuation when not to use quote marks? (laughs) Got to the end of the list. (laughs) I fell off a cliff there at the end of that list. Okay. (laughs)
1: The second use is found more in non-fiction, but not exclusively, and that's um to distance the writer from the meaning of a word or phrase. What? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> missing there.
0: No, that makes sense.
1: The second use is that of. of uh, <gasps> this... <laughs>
0: So in American English, the convention, the conventions.
1: <laughs> what the hell is a convention? A convention.
0: I <laughs> wasn't even going to America. I've <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: put a plural in there, but never mind. Yeah,
0: yeah. the conventions is <laughs> okay.
1: Then leave out the the quote marks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hello. I was reading not, not thinking it was my turn to speak next, sorry. <laughs> <sighs>